Hello and welcome to the Relationship Matters podcast. From the boardroom to the living room, we believe relationship matters. I'm your host, Katie Churchman, and today I'm talking with Marita Fridgeon about roles. Right now, many of our roles have blended together. We might be playing parent, teacher and manager all at the same time because of the lockdown measures brought in by COVID-19. Often people become identified with the job they're doing, which is what we refer to in this podcast as an outer role, like being CEO or cook. Or they identify with an emotional job for which they feel responsible, what we call an inner role, like being the peacemaker or the one who speaks up about things. So join Marita as she talks about the different types of roles and what we might learn from the overlapping of the many roles in our lives. How might we better navigate this juggling of responsibilities, jobs and parts of self right now and also beyond the time of COVID-19? So without further ado, I give you Marita Fridgeon. Just a small disclaimer, I'm in my um, wardrobe because it happens to be, I know, right, very strange, very intimate already. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a, I can tell you a story when, when you know, that the material, when we first developed it, we took it to CTI because I didn't want to start a training company. So then uh, a couple of years later, uh, we decided to take it back and, you know, run it on our own. And um, so we ran it out of our home. So, you know, when we took it back, we didn't have a website, we had nothing. So we were running it, we had a, a, a big house, uh, and we were running it out of our home because they had an upstairs sort of playroom, and that's where the office was. And, um, and then we got more people in, and then our dining room table became sort of one of the other stations for certifications, that kind of thing. So one day, and, and I would go into the one bedroom, and, that, you know, that, so literally when we do calls and stuff like that. So one day I walked into the office, which is the upstairs big room where we had three desks. And um, there was one of our team members was sitting underneath the desk <laughs> because she was trying to create some kind of. So you sitting in your wardrobe, I know exactly what that's like. <laughs> so it's lovely to have you on the show, Marita. I want to dive in and ask you about role confusion, because right now, and I'm sure a lot of people will understand what I'm talking about. Many parts of my life have become, they've become blended together. So I'm home and I'm at work and I'm sure other people have got, you know, the full-time teacher and parent thing going on. So how can we better navigate this juggling of responsibility? Because it's a lot. Well, one of the, that's a great question because I think one of the things that I keep on looking at, what are the positive things that the pandemic is teaching us? So I think one of the things that it is teaching us is for us to become more agile in how we shift between roles because we tend to become strongly identified in certain roles. And it also makes me think of the principle of relationship systems intelligence that says systems, relationship systems, there's the distinction that, you know, I, and we also talk about that there are outer roles and inner roles and secret roles and ghost roles. So which role am I confused about and which role do I feel threatened about? So if I think of the outer role as the business professional or the CEO or the T, that's an outer role. That is a job assigned definition of that role. Um, 
An inner role, is the one of the examples is uh, that an inner role that I hold strongly is the role of rebel, thinking outside the box. Uh, and then there are secret roles that very few people know about, which is one of my secret roles is that I'm actually shy. But nobody will say so when they see and look from the outside in. So when we look at roles, very often there are confusion amongst roles because those outer roles and the inner roles gets mixed up. Right. And I was going to say, is it becoming harder now because we haven't got the geography of an office? Yes. Yes. In, in consensus reality, those roles now more than ever, 24-7, get thrown together. Uh, Pre-pandemic, unless, you know, uh, both people working from home, which is a situation that happens with many coaches, where both of them are working from their offices and they are at home. But even then, there's a separation of space when you're working with your clients. So I think at the moment, with kids home, working parents home in one house, and the smaller the house, the more challenging it becomes. Uh, so that's where the role of me as a professional, that outer role, then clashes with the inner role, with the other outer role that is parent. And then when my, uh, my inner role that is that of rebel, that is doing the rebel or the disturbing thing or the thinking outside the box, in my outer role as the professional, when I then, then turn around in my chair to do something with or to admonish the dog or the kid, I am still in that authoritarian outer role that is thinking outside the box and that is doing things differently. But that now shows up in my outer role as parent. Mm. And there's a confusion. It's like, that's not how you usually treat me, mom, whether it's the dog or the cat or the kid that says that. So you can see how there's role confusion that begins to happen. So um, how do I occupy my outer role as parent or spouse differently from how I occupy my outer role as CEO or professional or coach? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that those now are sort of thrown together in the same household 24-7. And they might be able to inform one another because I'm sure before these two parts of self, they might have been universes apart. And I'm noticing my husband, for example, he says things in this work speak I've never heard him say. And it's quite fascinating to yes. sort of see him in that role, which I've never seen before. Well, that's, that's interesting because part of what it also does is this whole thing where we talk about social distancing, it's actually physical distancing, but it, we actually are getting closer socially sometimes because you saw aspects and are seeing aspects of your husband that wasn't visible before because he didn't play out in your presence. So that's the gift part of it. One of the places where I think <laughs> there's often a, and I think we've talked about it before, that the outer role of teacher has shifted in many instances yeah. where kids now learn from school and actually who occupies the outer role of teacher is the kid that helps the teacher to figure out online stuff. So that's the place where we're talking about that um, leadership outer roles doesn't only don't only belong to the people who are designated, but it also belongs to the system. So where is the situation that my child 
or my husband actually can occupy my outer role because they have the answer in that moment. So if the teacher is no longer the teacher in how to do the virtual online stuff, actually the, the child, the teenager has become the teacher. And it's when we can exchange some of the insights from the different parts of our family or team or the system that we're in, if we can begin to exchange them and allow the role to be also responsive to input from other roles. Uh, the, the best example I have of that is one that I've used so many times, so people that listen to the podcast might, might recognize it. Um, years ago, in doing work with Ani Mandel, we were to, we were t- together for two weeks, and it was 340, 50 people from all parts of the world, and we were doing deep democracy processes. So, I mean, the topics were ranging from, I was during the Iraq War time and different things, and um, you know everything to uh, sexual identity to over a period of a week and ten days uh, with a global audience the topics that cycle through that needs to be processed are quite vast. Um, And one day we ended up in a conversation that actually had to do with sexual orientation and identities. Um, And it got so hot that Arnie and um, the rest of us that were co-facilitating facility, we just could not calm that room down. We were in a retreat center in Stuss in Switzerland, and we thought we were we were more or less the only people uh, in the center. So everybody was upset, sort of yelling at one another. Nobody could hear one another because it was just, it was a little bit of a relationship explosion or systemic explosion. And while that was happening, and we were trying to regain some measure of cohesion in the room, a small girl with um, Down syndrome, walked into the, I have no idea where she came from. She must be, she could have, you know, I don't know, six, seven years old. She was small. Down syndrome. She came in and she started going up to the people. Everybody was upset and she would touch them and go, shh, it's okay. It's okay. And she walked through 340 people that we had zero control over. And within five minutes of her walking in, the entire space had settled down. That was a young Down syndrome girl in a leadership role. She did what we couldn't. And that's why we're talking about that roles belong to the system. So I think one of the other places that may be challenging with role confusion is where is it that somebody in your family actually knows more or can help you with a role, but we think they are meddling with us or they are interfering. So, you know, how can we go back into a relationship? Okay, what do you see about that? What do you think I can do differently? That opens the conversation to a very different way. What a beautiful story, and Yeah, it, I will never forget it. It was one of the most uh, impactful experiences I've had in my entire life. Yeah. I'm sure. And, and it really talks to the fact that you know, sometimes we feel like we have to do it all. We might feel like we have to be the cook, the cleaner and all these things. And maybe we're not creating space for someone else to step in. And maybe we're part of that problem. Um, we're, we're sort of wondering why other people aren't stepping up. Yeah, I think it's one of the challenges that 
uh, leadership phase at the moment that when is it that I lose my authority and when is it that I become a systems-inspired leader that I actually gain leadership from other people? And that's, that's easier said than done. So it's interesting for me that with, uh, with COVID-19, we are thrown together in spaces where you kind of have to work those things out. Um, hence the role confusion, hence the... I'm curious about what is some of the role confusion that you experience or see? Oh, I'm seeing a lot um, from colleagues and friends right now who have kids and then they're also on calls and they've got the kids running in the background and, you know, maybe their dog. And and it's just this sort of mix of versions of themselves. And so they're suddenly having to sort of snap into one hat and then wear the other. And it's it's just yes. a lot. And I used to be an actress and it sort of reminds me of rushing in and playing another part and then doing this part. And it's kind of like, which part am I going on stage to play? <laughs> I think that's such a good, actually, the the actress acting example is such a good example because it really is like that, is um, I'm off script and I play this role and then there's a switch in the scenery and I am occupying the other role. It does call for a lot of agility and a lot of self-knowledge because there really is, I need to know um, I need to know who all are on my inside team, to quote the work from Cynthia Lloyd-Darst in our, in our book on inside team. I need to know who are all my team members that are active as a CEO in that outer role. And I need to have right relationship and good relationship with those. Because they are inner, that's inner roles as well. That not It's not part of the job description necessarily. Mm. So... I need to know which of the executive functions as a CEO actually also is transferable into my outer role as a parent or as a pet owner. Um, And where is it that I need to allow my inner role that is the peacekeeper to begin to engage in these conversations as well? I think all of it leads us to really exploring the three intelligences. I need to know, I need to know my own self and all the players and all the different roles that I, that I occupy. I need to know how those engage with other that is out there. And when it is that, you know, it really is my executive function to put my foot down and go, this is how it's going to go down. And where is it that I go, okay, we need to make a change here. What do you think? How do you think we need to solve this problem? Because it just isn't only mine to solve. I think that's the big piece. Yeah. And it's so, I've heard very humanizing for teams to see their colleagues in their different roles and to bring those softer sides or those more playful sides of self. And actually they can be really useful for innovation, for prototyping. Well, I think that's the piece that that I would love to explore more for, for all of us while we are still... Uh, in the physical distancing phases, because I do think there is more opportunity to learn from those that we never engage with when we are in our professional settings. There's more to learn from grandma that is living in somebody's guest home, you know, on the property. It's like one of the things that happens in the area that we live in. Um, There are massive homes and multiple stories and it's not so much because it's an expression of wealth, 
is because we live in a culture and a community that value family. So most of those homes are occupied by three generations. There is the parent, the current parents, and then the kids, and then the grandparents. And, and there's a mixture of all of them together in the same household. Well, now with everybody at home, because the next generation, the kids are home, the current generation are not at the workplace, is a very different place that we can integrate and learn from and one another because there is an eldership that lives in the parents sometimes and the grandparents. And there is an innovation that lives in the younger generation. And I, if there is one practice that I would love to instill in families during this time is to, whether it's on a weekly basis or on a daily basis, to do a gathering and go, okay, what are you learning from me as your parent? What am I learning from you as my child that has so much insights that, thank goodness, because I didn't have them. That kind of, because I think if some of those things go back to work, we will have a very different relationship that we call professional. The moment of professional relationships don't include so much of that kind of vulnerability and that kind of inclusion. So there's a part of me that really hope that we can gain from this and bring the playfulness and bring the innovation that lives in the entire team or in the entire family that will have us be different and better. That's such a great idea to sit down and talk about what we're learning because time and time again, I'm hearing from my clients with kids that they're, yeah, they're hard work, but they're learning so much from them. And actually they've been so creative, so adaptable. And that's really inspiring to hear because I think yeah. as someone who doesn't have kids yet, that it would be quite a, a challenging situation. But yes. it yes. seems like the, the rewards in general are outweighing the challenges. I think so. And then, you know, probably uh, as we closing out, there's something about continuing to have compassion for ourselves. Because I think one of the, I read a very inter uh, interesting article, actually, you know, is a podcast I was listening to while I was driving, um, where they were talking about uh, that there is some research evidence that talks about the reason why there is so much fatigue at the moment, even with people being home and not commuting to work and doing different. The reason why there is the pandemic fatigue is because we are forced to make more decisions on a daily basis than we're used to. Because when I went to work, I know what to expect. I know the traffic. I know how long it gets me to get there. I know what's going on. Yes, there are surprises there. But we were more or less automated more than we were innovative. At the moment, with everything that's happening around, we are forced to, do, to make different and new decisions all the time. And our brains are not used to it. So there's a brain fog and a brain fatigue that comes with that. I didn't even think so, about that. I didn't even yeah. think the fact that we're making so many either. choices. And even though this yeah. is simple, it's actually not. It's become quite strange and complex. Yes. So I think that there's one of the places where even if we have that conversation through roles, that is like, what are the different decisions that I have to make today in my professional role? Because I'm sitting here. What are those? What are the different decisions that I needed to make today because I didn't drop the kids off at school, but they stayed here while I was working? It's like, even if we just do a little reprise of every day and even have that conversation, 
um, with a family or with the friends that we go and take a walk with, even trying to walk six feet apart. I think if we can have, because those are the normalizing conversations, and those are the conversations that can give us empathetic understandings of why we are struggling and why we are tired. Um, and that in itself begins to lift and begins to give us a different appreciation for the complexity that's around roles uh, and how they mix and commingle. And at the moment, they are forced to mix and commingle in a way that they haven't in our lifetime. Yeah. And no wonder it's hard and no wonder it's scary. And no wonder yes. we're tired. Yes. My gosh, you've encouraged me to go take a nap and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, for me, it's whatever the topic is, it is the getting curious about what's different and what can we create from it. And what can you teach me from your role of being the peacemaker or your role of being the kid? What what are you discovering that would be useful for me? Those are very different conversations that is less threatening for us to have with our friends and with our kids than it is to have in the office. But if we can begin to do those conversations that really are exploring what we call roles and normalize that we can learn from everyone's role and get better at that which we identify with, I think that will create a very different workplace. Mm. Yeah, for now and then also beyond COVID-19. Wow. Well, that's in my conversation with COVID-19. Over and over, I hear it say, well, I think I need to stay around for long enough so that you guys can normalize the behaviors that you're busy doing now and don't keep on hoping that you can go back to the old. So I do think it's like, what can we lock in? What can we do now and consciously decide this piece I'm going to bring back to my parenting forever, to my role in business, uh, the outer assignment of who I am. How can I do that differently from this that I'm learning now? Yeah, yeah so right. Thank you so much, Marita. Oh, mind blown as always. <laughs> you, thank you so much. You had me think about something that I wasn't quite conscious about, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Relationship Matters podcast and to Marita Fritron for shining a light on self-compassion and curiosity during this time. We're dealing with a lot of change, challenge and choice right now. So let's be kind to ourselves and let's get curious to what might be possible. How might the playful version of me at home inform my role as a manager at work? If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss a conversation. And for further resources, articles, and information about Marita's work, check out crrglobal.com. From the living room to the boardroom, we believe relationship matters.